0: Hey there, Blessed Mama. This is Kelly and Blair from our cozy homes, and you are listening to the Blessed Mama Bosses podcast, the show where we are talking all about being a mom, raising boys and girls, running businesses, marriage, and oh yeah, trying to take care of our bodies and our mind, all in the everyday chaos of life. If you love
1: talking with your girlfriends, getting ideas and advice from those who have been there before you, then this is the podcast for you. Listen, we've been through cancer, brain tumor, addiction, marriage ups and downs, parenting ups and downs, successful businesses all the while, then this is the podcast for you. You're not going to want to miss any episode. Join us every Tuesday morning. Let's get started. Hey there, Blessed Mama. We are so excited that you are back for episode 147, all about how to build that personal relationship with your kids. Now, hopefully you've been liking the new twist and turn with our podcast and the new subjects and materials that we're talking about, and this was one that we've actually had a lot of people ask us about, which is why we decided to go ahead and do this recording today at the end of September, because we're going into the last quarter of the year, and one of my favorite things is intentional relationships. So as you are thinking about, what do I want to do this last quarter of the year? What do I want to do in my business? What do I want to do in my relationships? relationships. What do I want to do in my finances, etc.? Relationships are a big part of it. So do you ever feel like time is just flying by, right? It's like each day just passes by so quickly, and yet you're not being intentional. I'm never ever will forget this moment when I went to this retreat at my church for parents, and it was really for moms. And the woman said intentional parenting. I'm going to teach about intentional parenting today. And I remember being confused because I was like, what are you talking about? Every day is intentional. I didn't really understand what she meant. And then I realized that I wasn't being intentional. I was just going through the days. So I want you to think about these questions. What type of a relationship do you want with your kids or with your child? Have you ever thought about the goals that you want to set as a parent? Sometimes as an entrepreneur or a career-driven woman, we have very clear vision and goals about what we want to achieve. But as a parent, do we have a clear vision? We want our kids to survive, and yes, we do that, but we don't want to be in survival mode. We want to be in intentional mode. So today we're going to share with you some intentional ways to build a relationship with your kids at all age groups. So we're going to talk about young elementary. We're going to talk about middle school age, high school age, right into going into adults. And also, if you check out our show notes, we're going to give you some references on books that we have both liked over the years. So let's go ahead and get started. Kelly, I know you are such an intentional mom, too. You always have such great ideas, and I know I've shared ideas with you over the years because my my kids are a little bit older, but you've also taught me some absolutely amazing ideas. So let's go ahead and start off with like the young elementary or younger age.
0: Yeah, first, um, you bring up such a good point. So one of the biggest things that has helped me so much, Blair has been this person. I have some other people in my life that serve in this role too, is to find someone that you admire and that you really respect their parenting style and their relationship with their kids. And they have kids a few years older than you and learn and ask questions because guess what? Whether they're boys or they're girls or it doesn't matter their personalities, they're going through things a few years in advance and it really truly can help you um, give you some really great ideas. So kicking off the younger group in the elementary, one of the fun things to do is really just spend that one-on-one time, but think about their age. Think about how young children truly express themselves. So maybe doing something fun, maybe doing like art projects. So you can actually see their expression and their personality and you can build that relationship through doing things, right? With their hands and doing fun things. One of the small, but oh man, so powerful thing is a hug. Simply on a regular basis, building that relationship through hugs and saying, I love you. When they walk through the door, when you walk through the door, like that initial thing, the very first thing when you enter is, is to embrace that physical touch and to say, I love you and playing together, eating meals together, taking time away from your phone, put your phone away and sit down and have a meal together. It means so much when they are, you know, at a young age and you can really teach and start to build those conversations. So those are a few things I know for elementary age kids really helped in my home.
1: Yeah. And then once, you know, my kids... Pre-elementary, even we would be very intentional with like Saturdays were Saturday fun day in our house. So um, as soon as my husband, you know, being entrepreneurs, you're you can always be working. So you have to set aside that time. One of the big things that we would do is Saturday fun day. And so as our kids were even before they even started school, we started doing this and went all the way through elementary school. But we would find different things to do right around our community. And then we would also have mommy, mommy son date night. So like I would have, you know, once a week or every other week, it would go like that because I have two boys. So maybe this this, you know, Friday is is uh, mommy son time. And the next Friday is with my other son. Those one on one times are so important for not only them to be with me, but for them to be with their dad, too. Um, Another really fun thing that I did is my kids started elementary school, especially when they were younger and it didn't really matter about them missing a little bit of school, was I would pick them up early on Fridays whenever I could and we would go get ice cream together. Um, I would try to find time during the week, if possible, to go eat lunch with each one of them separately at school, right? When schools used to do that. I know it's like COVID. I don't even know if they're going to ever allow you guys to do that again, but maybe you are allowed to do that. Or maybe you're allowed to at least go pick them up and bring them to lunch and then drop them back off. That was something that my kids used to love, and it was so fun for them. And one of their favorite things, actually, whenever I would pick them up for lunch on a Friday, just one-on-one, they would love to bring back something for their teacher, right? So they try to figure out like, oh, this is what I think would be their favorite thing at Starbucks or their favorite thing at Dunkin' Donuts. And it was so cute to be able to do that, right? And then as you're going through these elementary years, start something that you want to make intentional. So I know one of my friends, huge shout out uh, to my friend, Heather. She always would have, um, she would swap out every Friday with each kid. So she'd have one-on-one breakfast time. And then now her daughter's actually in college and they do FaceTime every other Friday and they meet for breakfast on FaceTime because it's become a tradition in their family, right? They've done it for so long. So that's such another really great thing to do in elementary school. And then, you know, the teacher in me has to emphasize that it's so important to read to your kids. And one of the things I found when my kids were younger is I would read to both of them every night but then I started to realize there were certain books that one of my kids liked more than the other one liked. And so I started having that quiet time alone with each one. What book do you want to read, right? So yeah, it, it did add an extra 10 minute to my nighttime routine, but it gave me that personal one-on-one time to lay in the bed, read a book to that child. And it was based on like what he wanted, right? So that's always a great idea. So middle school, this is when like, right, things start to change. Kids are changing. You're seeing their personality. You're seeing who they really are. It's also a very hard time for kids during sixth, seventh and eighth grade because you're kind of trying to figure out who you are and your friends and everybody's kind of having issues. Right. Middle school is always, in my opinion, one of the hardest times. So, Kelly, what's something that you guys do for that intentional building relationships with your kids through middle school? So in middle school, one of the things I
0: love is the the one-on-one breakfast time, which I know you mentioned, but you guys can set this up. It doesn't necessarily have to be breakfast. It could be, you know, Sunday evening. It could be after school. It could be a Saturday morning. The whole point is have an intentional time set on a regular basis to be able to, to be there. Middle school is so Hard for boys, for girls. People are, kids are going through puberty. They're trying to figure out their way. They're in that transition of, and it's awkward. At some point, it's just awkward for them. So being there, one of the key things when I was doing this um, with my oldest and continuing to do this throughout our house is really understanding and listening to them about what's going on. I love to be able to tell my children what is ahead of them. So for example, you know, referencing back to that friend who is a few years ahead of you in parenting, but knowing what is coming that coming my way. This is what's going on in school. These are the pressures. These are the things that are happening on social media. Guess what? Your kids may not know about it yet, but imagine if you are the source and you're the resource and telling them like, "Hey, this is a situation that is going to most likely happen in your future. Let's go on and talk about it. How are you going to handle it and preparing them? These are sort of topics that can happen during that one-on-one time. So I love doing that. It has opened up so much trust, uh, especially with my older daughter who is going into high school. We started this in middle school though. We started having these conversations and that trust and that bond is there because now she's starting to see some of those things happening in her world, those pressure. Is happening that we talked about in middle school. So it does ring true. And then the last thing I want to share that I think is so incredibly important. And this is something I don't even remember the parenting book. I've probably read this in multiple parenting books, but I also learned this just through leadership development um, with our, with in in a network marketing, is understanding when to listen and when to talk. Do not just give advice because here's the thing. I want you to put yourself back into that middle school spot. There's so many crazy drama filled things that happen and emotions rising high that for us as adults are like, whatever, that is so petty. That's not even going to matter tomorrow. But to them and their world, it's such a big deal. So really being able to listen and understand and not giving advice. If you have some advice that you feel like would be beneficial, ask for permission. Say, you know, are you sharing this with me for me to listen? Because I certainly can. Or do you want me to give you some advice? Because oftentimes our kids don't want our advice. They just want to vent to us. They just want to tell us that. And being able to establish that in middle school and to provide that safe space for them to be able to vent, I think is so incredibly important. And I really, truly, that feel that that builds a relationship for you as they get older and they start to face some real situations that could impact their life. So those are just some great tips that people have passed on to me that we have implemented and I see them paying off already,
1: Blair. So also in middle school is when we started to do our morning routine. So it was every single morning we met at the table at 7 a.m. If you guys have followed me, you've heard us say this. Um, Ryan and I even actually just produced our own journal because we've had so many people ask us over the years. Uh, and so for us, we get up and, you know, and that started in middle school. They get up. They know they had to be at the table at 7 a.m. They knew that we were going to pray together. We were going to go over our um, you know, our prayer requests together, we are going to go over our devotion together, we're going to go over our gratitude together every single morning. And I do believe you hear from your kids in those moments, what's really going on with them. And then that allows you to start some conversations when you're one on one. Right. And then the other thing about middle school age, too, is finding things that they're good at. This is the time where they're starting to develop who they really are. And so you want to see like, wow, you know, we went out as a family we went go karting. You were really good at that. So maybe on mommy son or mommy daughter date night, we're going to go do that one on one so that we can see, you know, how much better you get at that. Um, just finding things that they're interested in, that they're good at, and then doing those things with them. I also, we started when our kids were in middle school, this is when we started doing our um, alone trips with them. When you know Ryan started taking away one boy at a time each year, um, started in middle school and has gone all the way through high school. And it's been just an amazing memory as well. And then also, I really believe that the way to build personal relationships with your kids in middle school is a lot of like what Kelly said, it's listening and becoming better at questions. So when your kids get into that car, and this also is relevant for the high school age, don't ask them the same question every single time. Like how was school today? Okay. They're always going to say the same thing. Think of interesting questions. Like what was the funniest thing that happened today at school? Or did anything crazy happen today? Or what was something that made you laugh today? Or what was something that made you sad today? Asking those kind of questions are going to get you a different response. And so that is so huge and important as well. And then as we go into their high school age, you know, this is the time where they're really developing who they are. So at this point, you know, working on vision boards with them one-on-one. We actually just did a action plan. So this is something really huge too. And actually, if you guys let us know, give us feedback if you guys want to hear more about this. I could do a whole podcast on it, but we just sat down with one of our kids and we made a whole action plan for him this year because last year we just felt like he was floating through school. He does well in school, but he didn't have a purpose. And so we made him come up with like an action plan. Like what are the things that you are going to be working on this year? And here are the negotiations, right? Like What is your schedule going to look like? What's this going to happen? And then once he created that, we sat down one-on-one with him and did his vision board. We used to do it as a family, but we felt like, you know what? There's some conversations that we need to have that we don't need the input of the other child right? Because that's what siblings do. They give input to each other or they kind of at each other. And we decided this time for this semester going into their sophomore and senior year of high school, we need to have some alone time with them and talk through their vision board. Like, what do you really want? What is your purpose? What is your goals? Um, I also think this isn't alone time, but it does help build a personal relationship with your kid, which is Creating maybe it's and Kelly, I would love for you to talk about this, creating like a Bible study at your home or a monthly group where all the kids get together and volunteer, but you're helping to lead it Um, or even just a once a month get together at your house, providing the opportunities where your house becomes this space. Where people want to be. Kelly's done such a great job of this. And I think that's really important too as your kids are getting older, because that's how you build a relationship with them. They start to feel more comfortable with you and allowing other people to be around you. Uh, And that's a really big part of it. And then, of course, last but not least, it's a lot of what Kelly said before, which is allowing the conversations to happen without judgment, without always giving advice, but just listening sometimes, right? And allowing that space to just listen. Kelly, anything else you want to add to that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I can't reiterate how important that is. And if you feel, you know, like that is something you really need to improve on, that is something that it can start. It doesn't matter what age, like even if you're like, oh gosh, my kids are halfway through high school. Like start it now, right? A few things I would love to add is really, especially, I think it, this is beneficial for girls and boys, but really teaching boundaries. Um, this is something that I think as adults, um, I know that we really didn't understand this terminology. We didn't really understand what that means, but knowing what your child's personality is, we're going to give you some book recommendations, um, but the five love languages, the teen version, the family version, it's one something that you can honestly do every single summer. We have done it now for three years, and it's very interesting to see how your child receives love, but I think it also helps you teach boundaries because it teaches them how to give love. I will give you an example. One of my daughters is very similar to me that she wants to fix things. She wants everybody to be happy. When other, her friends are having burdens, she really takes that on and, and, it, and it impacts her every day. And knowing that about her, it allows you to sort of be able to help her create boundaries around how she can help, but how she can't, you know, change people. Um, But knowing that and having those conversations, I think as you get in, your kids get into high school, it helps and it helps build their self-confidence. Being aware and self-confidence, you know, some children have it naturally. Some children learn it through sports or through grades, but really being aware of when kids need it and what areas of their life that you can help build that in and and learning conversations around that. That's a whole nother podcast episode, but, um, building that trust, I think is the absolute most important thing. And I'll give you two ideas that Blair mentioned as far as a, you know, life group or creating a, uh, opportunity for your home to be the, a place where people want to come and that your kids feel comfortable. We have created, and it started four years ago, actually. Uh, my oldest is now going to be a freshman, but it started in her sixth grade year. And so we started out every single Friday. We had a group of girls that were in that age that went to that school. Okay, so we just opened it up. I put a message out on Facebook, the mom's group locally to me, and we said, hey, we're gonna be having breakfast from 6.45 to 7, 7 to 7.30 is going to be a devotional, and then we'll take your kids to school. Now it takes a village, right? Because we started off with over 25 girls. Every single Friday, we had that many kids. And now that it's in our fourth year, we're down to probably like eight to 10. But y'all, it's eight to 10 kids, and we've gone through a pandemic where we were meeting virtually and not meeting. So super proud of these girls. We have a high schooler lead it. It's not a mom leading it. It's a high schooler who they can relate to. And we give them their space. We feed them. We give them their space to be able to engage and interact and pray and learn about, you know, everyday life and being a Christian in high school and in middle school, and they get to, to come together. Um, And so they do that. And so we now have it going on with both of my, my groups of girls. So that has been really cool to watch. The other thing is I think just providing a space where your kids feel comfortable to invite friends over. It depends on what kind of, you know, house, but I, we, my husband and Matt and I went into this raising daughters saying we would rather them hang out at our house where we have control and we can create boundaries of what's going on versus them going to other people's. not that they don't go to other people, but we definitely Definitely, you know, as we're recording this podcast, I have seven kids here right now. And so that is, you know, it's just something we always have children here and we love that. And we want to create that space where their, their friends feel welcome and that they feel welcome to, to do that. But it does, it does take boundaries. It does having that conversations and my girls have to take on some more responsibilities because they have to clean up after their friends. If their friends break one of the rules, my children are responsible for that. So, um, it does teach some lessons there, but it, it is absolutely built some trust, not only within my daughters, but within their friends too. So we'd love to give you guys some references on books and we'll put these in the show notes as well. But my favorite books, I will say are the five love languages, the teen version. I think it's something that you can do on a regular basis. Put a reminder in your phone that you're going to do that. And then just devotionals. This is something that, you know, I learned from Blair having those devotionals in the morning time with your kids. This specific summer, we began a gratitude book. I got each one of my girls a simple gratitude book and they are writing these very basic things down so they can begin this habit at a young age. But Blair, I know you have so many references on books that you love.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, you know, we'll put those in our show notes as well for you guys, and I will tell you this. As you're thinking about how to build that personal relationship with your kids, think about the end in mind. You know, there is a, a beautiful visualization that I do with some of my clients where you're basically um checking out your 85-year-old self and one of the things that Ryan and I have both done is in that moment of of me telling myself what I'm proud of myself of, that the, the cr- things that we have created, I've worked myself backwards from that. You know, what do I want to see? How is that going to look? Okay, what do I need to do now to create that? Right. And so, you know, one of the biggest things in our house is realizing that we have two totally different and unique children that need to be talked to that need to have relationships with us in very different ways than each other. And so I think that's one of the biggest ways, but the only way that you can find that out is by having that special one-on-one time. And I want to also say, when I was talking about the Saturday fun days, I was thinking in my head, you know, there were moments in our life, Ryan and I have been through a bankruptcy that we didn't have a lot of money. So it doesn't always mean going out to different places. Sometimes it can literally be, we took a tent and slept in the backyard together right there were times where we might have just gone to a new park like we all piled in a car and we drove 30 minutes away to a different park we'd never been to before Um, things like that. So just making sure that you're being creative, but that you're also looking and and learning about your own child. So we hope this was helpful for you today. If it was, take a screenshot, share it with somebody else, and share with us what are some things that you do to build personal relationships with your kids. We want to hear from you. So don't forget, if you've never rated and reviewed us, that would mean so much to us for you to do that today. And don't forget to join us inside of our free community, Blessed Mama Bosses group.com that will take you straight to our facebook group and we would love to hear from you as well about the things that you're doing to build that relationship with your kids have a great day and make it a great day for others so we know all about the curveballs life
0: can throw at you and guess what we are determined to help you create the life and the business the family balance that you absolutely deserve which is why Blair and I created the vision boards concierge if you haven't ever been involved in vision boards, I am telling you it is one of the most powerful tools for creating the life and the business and going after those goals that you truly want. You visually can see it and then you can implement this within your family. The vision board concierge is something that you not only can do, but you can do it with your children and help them set goals and really set their dreams. It is incredible. You can find vision board concierge at com go under courses and then go under vision boards and grab it there. I am telling you, this is a tool that Blair and I do at least two to three times a year, not only with ourselves, with our children, and as a family, a vision board will truly set your dreams on fire. If you have not hit the subscribe button to Bless Mama Boss's podcast, will you do that? Will you hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review and tell us what you think about this episode. We hope you have a great day and make it a great day for others.